So the writer from Proverbs 22 and 3 says, Behold, children are an heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is our reward. And I don't know about you, but this morning when I sat and I, you know, listened and saw the excitement of the children up here singing and praising God, uh, it allowed the tear to flow from my eyes. You know, I had a smile on my face because when children are in our midst, uh, there's something special that happens. God releases, you know, the best of God in these little children and it makes us smile the things that they do, the things that they say sometimes without any filter. It reminds us of their, of their innocence of heart. It reminds us that, oh wow, they represent the best that God would have for us as we live and we learn and we grow together. So today in the life of the church within the United Methodist Churches and some other denominations, it's Laity Sunday. It's the Sunday where we say to all of the members of the church and non-members of the church that you matter to God. You are important. The work that you do, the way that you live your faith, the way that you express God's love in you, that it matters to God but it matters for the best society that God has called us to. And it's also children's Sabbath. It is the Sunday then we also recognize that, look, God has given us a gift in the children in our lives. That gift extends to the body of Christ in the church. That gift also extends to the communities in which we live. And it also extends to the world. We have a call, we have a mandate, we have an invitation from God that says to us we are to coexist together, we are to learn what it means to love God and to love each other, we are to let the light of Christ that is within us shine forth so that others may see. And I would imagine, just like me, anytime you hear of a little child that is hurt in any way. It saddens your heart, especially when children are the victims of violence, when children are living in conditions that are subhuman, when children are being exposed to things that they should not be exposed to that affects their mind, it affects their emotional development. It troubles our souls. And Jesus, in the gospel reading for today that Daphne read so eloquently, Jesus is reminding us that we all have a place in God's kingdom. Jesus is reminding us that the grace of God that is offered to all of the world includes adults and children. Jesus is also reminding us from this gospel passage that we have a responsibility to each other. And you know, when I listen to Mark's gospel and that same gospel uh, passage is also recorded for us in the gospel of Matthew and in the gospel of Luke, I am reminded that it was so important to Jesus to teach 
the world that laity, including children, are important in the life of the church. So I have titled this message this morning, We Love All God's Children. And I will be the first one to tell you that I do not take credit for the title of this sermon. We Love All God's Children is an initiative that started years ago within the United Methodist Church. The emphasis is on helping children to grow and to develop and to learn and to share the best of God's love in them in the world in which they live. So we have three emphasis that we focus on as the United Methodist Church. We focus on helping children to become literate in every sense of the world. It's really troubling when we hear that children are not able to read properly before they get to third grade. It's disturbing to know that children struggle uh, to be able to be successful because they didn't get the necessary tools in their developmental stages from zero to five. So literacy is one of the areas that we are focusing on as a global church. We are also focusing on the health of children. Children's health is necessary in order for them to learn and to grow and then to be uh, contributors in society in such a way that the world will be a better place for all people to live. And then the third area of focus for us is in discipleship. Helping children to know that they matter to God. Helping children to know that God has given us grace. God has given us mercy so that we can know God through God's word. We can receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And then we can share Jesus in terms of how we apply the principles of Jesus' teaching in our lives in, with people that we meet. So we have literacy, we have health, and we have discipleship. And this morning I want to focus us on the discipleship part of what we are called to do. You know, I am so thankful, I am so honored to be the pastor of the church here at St. Matthew's and, and my brothers and sisters because we are committed to following the commands of Jesus. We are committed through our school, the CWM, to help to contribute to changing the statistics about children in preschool age. You know, we are committed to helping them to be prepared to go into elementary school and further on knowing that Jesus loves them and that with the help of their parents and their teachers and those who are of faith, they are able to grow and to be able to profess faith in God through Jesus Christ for themselves. And I understand and I recognize that there are people of other faiths, not always Christians. And our goal is to share the love of God because in other faiths, people also are committed to sharing the love of God. And yet since we are Christian-oriented, we are Christian-focused, because we believe that Jesus died for us, we believe that he died for the world because John 3:16 says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life that is our message 
So in discipleship, we have a great illustration from the gospel of Mark about how we are to love all of God's children. We hear that people brought children to Jesus for him to bless them, for him to pray over them. But we also hear his disciples you know, telling them, no, don't come to Jesus. You know, what were they thinking? We don't know for sure. Maybe they were thinking that Jesus was so busy. Maybe they were thinking that there are so many other important things that Jesus had to do. After all, he was on his way to Jerusalem. He knew that he was going to die for the sin of the world. Maybe the disciples were thinking, oh, children are not that important in uh, in our culture and our time. But Jesus took time to say to them, there is something you need to know. He says, let the little children come to me and forbid them not. For it's to such as these that the kingdom belongs. And if it is important to Jesus, we know it's important to God because God and Jesus are one and the same. And if it's important to God, it's important to Jesus, and it's important to us. And you know, I think that every parent in this place, you love your children. You love your children and you will, uh, you know, defend your children. You might even die for your children. And yet, when Jesus says, let the little children come to me, he was speaking, referencing the little babies that we hold in our arms. He was speaking about the ones you know, who are walking and sometimes they don't want you to hold their hands because I see so much of that when I'm standing outside. They want to be independent before they get to be adults and they think they're, you know, brave enough to cross the street without holding their parents' hands. He also had in mind the children, the youth, the ones who are growing up and who look at the parents and sometimes think, oh, you just don't know anything. You know, let me teach you something. But we know Jesus had all children in mind because he knew that it is to these children when we love them, when we expose them to the faith of God and in Jesus Christ, then they have a solid foundation and they become that whole person that they were created to be. They are able to learn they are able to share, they are able to express their faith, they are able to contribute to a better world. And laity, we have a part in this. Sometimes we might think that the things that are not so important in the, in the life of caring for children in the church, maybe they're too loud, maybe they can't sit still for a while, you know, maybe they just want to be able to express whatever is going on in them. Uh, Jesus is saying to us, we have a part to play in helping to shape the children in our midst and to form them. We have a responsibility to speak up for children when they are being abused. We have a responsibility to help the children to know that they are so important to God. Because when we share out of Christ's blessing in us with the children in our midst, 
whether they be our biological children, adoptive children, or children uh, that belong to others, we, when we care for them, we are sharing the best of God's blessings from us to them. And Jesus said something that is also very important for us to keep in mind. He says that we need to know that these children, you know, represent, you know, the kingdom of God. And what does that mean? The children, are in, you know, they, they, they come, they don't have much to offer, but their genuine heart, expressing love in ways that sometimes we can be touched by and it can move us into, into places that we never thought it was possible. There is an older lady, there's a story that is told about this older lady who um, belongs to a church, not this church, and um, she would always complain and say, these children, they are always running up and down in the service. These children, they are always too loud. These children, they are always getting in the way, and I am concerned that these children might just, you know, cause me to trip and fall in the, in the church one day and hurt myself. But one day, this particular lady came to church and sat in her regular pew. And this little child got up from sitting with his parents, and he went to this woman, and he sat next to this woman. And he kept on looking up at her, and she kept on looking straight ahead. And the child kept on look, looking up and looking at her. And then the child moved, and the child wiggled a little bit and touched her. And the poor parents, they're so embarrassed, they just don't know what to do, you know. And, and eventually, the child looked at the woman and said, I love you. And, and the woman, all of a sudden, the serious face turned to a smile. You know, and she looked at the child in the eye, and she said, I love you too. Children have a way of, of, of softening our hearts with God's love. They have a way of reminding us that they are so important, and God can use them in unique ways to be able to affect uh, our hearts and the way that we live life in relationship with each other in community. So Jesus said, to such as these, the kingdom belong. What is he saying to us? He's saying that we, the laity of the church, the older ones, the younger ones, that we need to allow God to cultivate within us his heart of love, of trust, of compassion, of service to one another. He's saying to us that we can enter his kingdom, and to enter God's kingdom is to enter into the sovereign reign of God, where God you know, works with us right here on earth. Yes, the kingdom will be reflected in eternity, but the kingdom is also being reflected here on earth when we love the way God loves us and when we share with each other the gifts and graces that God has instilled with us. I will tell you that I am also very concerned in the times in which we live. I am concerned that the, all of the research studies are telling us that we have so many children that are unchurched in our society today. So many children that do not know that God loves them. They do not even know that, you know, about the presence of God. They do not know the basic in the word of God that says, Jesus loves me. And because he loves me, 
He has invited me into this beautiful relationship with him. I'm troubled by that because as we continue to grow as the most diverse city in the nation, when I see the stats that so many children do not even make it to Sunday school, do not even make it to worship, that is troubling because the world in which we live, we need a foundation in God through Christ Jesus so that we would be able to say to our children, even though difficult things happen, even though bad things happen, God loves us and God calls us to know that love and to share that love and to forgive also. Last week I spoke with a dear friend of mine who is a social worker in one of the high schools here in HISD. And we prayed over the phone and we cried as she called me and said to me, we had a 15-year-old to commit suicide in school. And I, I, I'm still getting, it, it troubles my spirit, you know, just thinking about it. And she shared with me, she said, she said, Virginia, she said, the sad part is that we had crisis intervention. Anytime you have, you know, such a tragedy in the life of ch- children, especially in our schools too, she said, we had crisis intervention. And she said, I spoke with so many teenagers from 12 to 15. And she said, you would not believe the amount of them who said they have thought about suicide. They have attempted suicide and was not successful. And I'm, and, and I'm saying, no, this cannot be. This is not who God has in mind, what God has in mind for God's children. And I'm thinking, How can we love all of God's children, the ones that are our own, the ones that we are connected to, but how can we be compassionate and concerned for the ones who we do not know, the ones who are struggling and do not see that there is hope in their world that they would want to end their lives? On this children's Sabbath day, we need to be reminded that all of God's children are precious to God. And we all have a part in doing that. You might say, well, what do I do? First of all, we start with praying for all of God's children. And second, we make sure that in some way or the other, we are contributing to the solution. If it means advocating for the right laws so that children can go to school and children can learn, If it means participating in a pantry that serves children that are underserved. There are so many children that are going going home at the end of the day and they do not have a meal to eat. There are so many children living in poverty and we cannot just sit quietly and say, what a shame. And not say, what can we as God's people, what can we do? to change the trajectory of what's happening with God's children in this world. Sometimes it feels overwhelming, but sometimes it's just a simple thing like we are doing here at St. Matthew's. You know, we are not perfect. We have a ways to go. That's why we are doing the Vibrant Church Initiative. But we are committed to helping the children to love and to grow so they can have the foundational tools in faith, And they can have those tools in educational learning. We are also participating 
acknowledging that there are children in public schools that need mentors to help them to learn how to read. So that's something that you can be a part of. And I know time is precious for everyone. But I do know that when we make the effort to say, I want to be a positive difference because God has called us to that, then we will find a way to do it in our busy lives, in our busy schedules. So friends, as we continue on this journey, acknowledging the role of the church, the laity with the clergy, we are also you know, mind, mindful of the fact that God has called us, Jesus has demonstrated, he has taught us that the children have a very important part in the salvation life of God. God has called us all, adults and children, to receive the blessings of Jesus, to receive the touch of the Lord in our lives. Because when we are touched by Christ, our life changes. We see things differently. We respond to things differently. And then we have a heart of Christ within us to say, I want to be able to make a difference, a positive difference in the life of this world for all persons. And then God is pleased and God rejoices in the fact that we are striving together to make this a better world for all persons to live. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, let us pray. Gracious God, loving God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you, O oh God, that you loved us, O oh God, before we even knew you. And thank you that you sent your Son to die for us, God, so that we may know what it means to live in relationship with you and relationship with others. God, thank you for both laity and children in the life of the church. And thank you, God, for the many ways that the church is reaching out to touch our communities, sharing your word and sharing your truth. Bless us, O oh God, as we continue the journey. Equip us, O oh God, as only you can through your spirit. And give us courage, O oh God, to step forward in faith, just a little faith, God, to be able to make a difference. All of these things we give you thanks for, God. In Jesus' name, with thanksgiving, and the people of God say together, amen, amen, and amen.